You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassfin Securities in Johannesburg. And David, just a, I got a message from you, which I found quite heartening over the, the weekend. We've missed a couple of chats with Viv on a Thursday. Mm. And you met two people as you were, or two families rather, as you were walking in whatever park it was, or you were running, I don't know. Mm. And they said that no they, worries, they'd, yeah. they'd missed our podcast. And, uh, they did say that. And I, I said, do you seriously listen to them? And I said, yes, we pass on all the advice to our friends and that, you know, it becomes our... <laughs> so I said, uh-oh, that's bad. I think... But I think I, I'm surprised, when I say surprised, in a pleasant way, you know. That, Me too. That there's a much bigger listenership than we we actually perceive, you know. Yes. So. Yeah. Anyway. And the quality listenership as well. Too. Good to you. Yes. Yeah, very yeah. good. No, the feature attraction. Um, <laughs> yeah. you and, you and, and you and Viv on a Thursday mm-hmm. as well. Uh, David, this week mm-hmm. is a very, very busy one. Yeah. Because of the so-called mm-hmm. Magnificent Seven, first of all, five of those companies are reporting this week. Now, the, the share price is sort of a built-in, the fact that they are doing extremely well. So any slight yeah. miss is going to be taken badly, don't you think? Absolutely right. That's the worry is sometimes we get a little too enthusiastic about what lies ahead there. And any slight miss and uh, the market goes the other way. But, Lindsay, it's changed course. And what it is now, in most cases, I think the analysts are on top of things and have a fair idea of what's going to be produced. And, you know, within uh, within a decimal point or two, what they look for now is the outlook and the outlook statements, and that's the one that can change uh, the direction of the market. You know, we saw it with Intel the other day. The results were very respectable, but they did warn uh, of a slowdown in their uh, semiconductors simply because I think they're behind the market, and they were punished. So I think that's the, that's, that's the concern. It's what they say about what lies ahead. Um, I think that makes the big difference and that we can't forecast. So, in a way, it's a big game. I mean, it's uh, it's so hard to predict. Uh, but, but look, the I think the tech earnings are, um, you know, are, are, are very important to give us an idea of what's happening, what kind of spend is taking place, and also how people are responding to, uh, you know, to advertising. Are they... Are they putting more on social? You know, when I say advertising through the big platforms and that. So there's a lot that's going to happen this week. A lot, yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, not a lot at the moment going on on the uh-huh. JSE. Looking at the Stock Exchange News Service, there was a business update from Trueworths uh, and voluntary trading statement for the 26-week period ended December of last year. Share price up 1%, but yeah, it's okay. There's been a good response. There's been a good response to the retailers. Um, I don't say it's out of the ordinary, but they might be slightly better than expected. But we saw Fashini. We've seen, uh, you know, most of the companies that came out with good numbers have have responded very well. I, I when when I when I look at what lies ahead, I'm a little concerned about uh, the South African economy because there's, you know, and I'm taking my base from the Reserve Bank who came out last week and they left rates unchanged. Um, when you see that the economy is going to grow or grew last year, I don't know, some decimal point, point six or point eight, mm. and it's 1.3 this year, 1.3 next year, and 1.6 the year after. Lindsay, 
you know, against that kind of backdrop, you can't sell a lot of things. Um, so it might be nominal, meaning that you add back inflation. So I think that's, you know, that's a worry. It's uh, the only way Truworth can really grow dramatically is, is on its offshore businesses and also hoping that it can steal uh, some sales from other retailers here. You know, it's, a fu- it's not the underlying economy that's going to drive it. It's, it's, it's whether you can knock out your competitors. Um, uh, so I, I still remain very, very cautious of, of any South African stocks at the moment. Yes, and we'll come to a specific sector in a moment, which is, I mean, it just jumps out of your screen. But uh, we'll come to that in a second. The one that jumped out from my television screen this morning uh, with a, an Asian business update uh, on the BBC was uh, Evergrande and the Hong Kong authorities wow. coming up with, uh, you know, they, uh, first of all, trading stopped because the share price uh, fell 20%. But Evergrande, the giant property development company in China, with $300 billion, $300 billion worth of, of liabilities. Now, you're an accountant. <laughs> you must tell me what all this means, what a liability is. Have they lost this money? They've obviously got loads of properties that are unfilled. I mean, how does it work? Who's going to take liability this over? Liability is what they owe. It, it, it's, it's, it's what they owe for the development of the buildings. Mm. You know, whether they purchase the ground... Uh, what they owe the builders for digging foundations and filling with concretes and putting windows in and that's and uh, they've obviously sold already but there is another liability and that's delivery but I mean this is huge and it's 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 nothing unusual because if they're not getting the sales if they don't get the cash flow coming in then they can't keep uh, paying the their liabilities. I'm sure there are other kinds of liabilities as well, but it's a rollover thing. It's not. It's not that they had the money to start with. You know, uh, they just they go from building to building. You know, uh, almost like I don't want to say a Ponzi scheme, but it's very much the same way because you're rolling over your cash all the time, and once it starts to slow, then you're in trouble. You know, once you can't sell anymore. Then you haven't got the cash flow to pay the uh, to pay the builders. You know, I, I, listen. This is property is an enormously difficult. I promise you, it's an enormously difficult industry. Um, property development. Yes, people can make money out of it in the right times, but when times go wrong, when interest rates go up and economies slow and people don't buy. You're in, you know, you're in trouble, and there've been massive collapses. I was, I was just saying before. Remember the Rachmans in Canary Wharf. Yes. You remember all those Spanish, those beautiful apartments that were built. Uh, I don't know what the the area where all the Spaniards uh, holiday, but there were hundreds of apartments that were left, which they finally sold at very low levels during the financial crisis. You know, because that was all, you know, that was all geared investments. Um, so, I mean, this is nothing, the, the Japanese property collapse and banking collapse, I mean, that's, that's historic. It's taken them 30 odd years to get out of that. So yeah, this one is a, this is a mystery, you know, and, and the fact that we haven't seen any outcry, you know, you, you know, that what worries me is that you haven't seen people protesting or alternative. If they are, I think <laughs> I don't think it makes the news. You know, <laughs> I think they're very subdued and being hammered down there. But but who bought those apartments? You know, 
Who's the? Uh, and they lost, sure have they lost their money as well? Of because they, they because people of wanted to have a second property, maybe even a third property. Yeah. They bought yeah. these apartments, um, which quite honestly are pretty ugly, yeah. uh, big grey tower blocks. But the theory was, I think, that uh, there would so, be so much rural to urban movement of, of people. Mm. But people would need these apartments, and right. it, it's worked out disastrously. That that was it was it was right up to a point, but the, the point was reached, and then nobody wanted it again because of these the, the, the falling population in China. Yeah. There aren't enough people that want to invest the in these houses. Growing, yeah. mm. But that's what I'm surprised it was never controlled. That's that's you know especially in a an economy like um, you know like China that was allowed to run out of control. That surprises me, you know, that, that it was, uh, that so much building took place without it being monitored or, um, you know, no one was keeping their eye on what was happening. So I, there's a lot to account, you know, a lot of people are, and there they don't take prisoners, you know, they just dig a big pit and push you in. So, <laughs> yeah. okay. so, and you never heard again, you know. You were talking so, about Spain earlier on, David, and uh, you were talking yeah. about the apartments that were built and, you know, everyone from Britain was going to buy a second home there and all that sort of thing. Yeah. They also built an airport. I remember they found a, a patch of land in the centre or in the centre but close enough to the beaches to be accessible for holidaymakers to, to drive to their homes. They built this airport. It's never been used. They built the tarmacs. They built the terminal. They, they've had the control tower with all the fancy bits and pieces of radar and, and so forth. It was never used. I wonder sometimes, David, if people are, are people that pretend to be clever and not so clever. No, they're not so clever. <laughs> they're not so clever. And they're always doing it with other people's money, and that's the best thing you can do. Mm. You know, is is use other people's money to flatter or to build, you know, to build your ego and to build your dreams. And uh, I'm doing an exercise now. Mm. I'm not ready to talk about. When I say not ready to talk about, it, I haven't got as much research, but I'm just going back 30 years on the JSC, and I was looking at the JSC. Uh, in 1994 and where we are now and the incredible changes that have taken place uh, in the composition of the JSC. But along the way, Lindsay, I mean, the number of disasters, you know, the initial phase is that we, I think we, we, we and here I'm coming to the point, mm-hmm. uh, like that, you know, we thought we were much better than we were. We were actually believing our own publicity, you know, how, how invincible South Africa was and what, what an incredible country. And, you know, Anglos went overseas and uh, Old Mutual went and, you know, many Willies. businesses. Well, you name them and that's it. And, I mean, the amount of money that was written off is staggering. You know, it is just written off. Billions uh, of, of, of rands just went nowhere uh, on trying to flatter the egos of so many CEOs. Uh, and it, I mean, this is a long list. This is I'm not giving you one or two companies. You know, there's a long list. Famous brands always sticks that, out for me. Yeah, it always same sticks thing. out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, that's one. Of, that's a recent one. But I mean, if we go back, and then without any development here, all the all the all the um, construction companies started going into the Middle East, and they went into Africa and Australia, came back with their legs, you know, with a tail between their legs, and so on. So I mean, there there, there are many many businesses that. Uh, have gone, have, have you know, have not thought about it, uh, and haven't given thought, and just really, it's uh, 
It's it's and 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 the well, the one thing here is we for, very forgiving because we're a, a tiny we're a tiny little nation and it's a clubby atmosphere. People forgive you. You know, right off a billion. What's a billion between friends? And I'm okay. You know, so <laughs> I've got clients. Believe me. Yeah. And with nowhere near those kind that kind of money. And if we buy a bummer, you've got no idea how we have to suffer and grovel for buying something that doesn't, you know, that, and it's only one, but it might only be one out of 10 stocks or something. Why did you buy this? And the whole conversations are all around the ones where there's a little bit of red. <laughs> so, but shareholders' money, nah, what the hell? <laughs> one day, there's two points I want to make now, David. One day you're going to, uh, one day someone is going to explain what a write-off is. To me, it's a write-off. And why don't you just say you've lost money because you were stupid? That's, that's, that's like, what we should say. <laughs> but the tax, the tax treatment is something you need to explain to me and probably a yeah. few people listening to this now. I don't pretend to be clever at all. I just want to know what a write-off is. It's a, now, it's a call loss. It's an impairment. Uh, it's an impairment. I should go to my <laughs> bank. I should go out and spend a load of money and say, can you write this overdraft? Or can you write it off, please? Yeah, just write it off and then start again. What does it mean? It's exactly that. You should say to him, listen, it doesn't mean anything. You know, 100,000 pounds mm. or euros. There's not a hell of a lot in the no. bank. You know, your bank is worth billions. If you just write it off, no one's going to know. Exactly. That's what a write-off is. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Okay, good. And you write it off against reserves, you know, reserves or money that you've made in the past. So it's nothing more than a journal entry, you know. So, But it is money that, that they have laid out before. That's, that's where we have the argument, and that's where I get angry. And that uh, it's 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 not a journal entry. It's not a non-cash entry. Somewhere down the line, cash was laid out or spent. I've got to go so, back. I've got to go back uh, to that burger business, uh, famous brands. What a great mm, company yeah. it was until it mm, got a little bit overstepped yeah. its boundaries a, a little bit. Because I was invited kindly by the then CEO of Famous Brands to go to one. What is it? Uh, Gourmet Burger Kitchen, wasn't it? Gourmet wasn't it? Burger, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I went there. Had a lovely burger. little shop on the Portobello mm. Road in Notting Hill, and I went there and I sat down. I looked at the menu and I ordered a burger. <laughs> And um, I, I sent pictures of it to the chap that had invited me, the, the CEO of Famous Brands, etc. But then when I went away, I thought, okay, it was a good burger. But I, as a person that likes to cook, I could have made that burger. And when I walked up and down the street, there were maybe five other places that, had, that had not not just burgers, no. but, but other places that had mm. decent food. And I thought, oh, no. you, oh, no. it's so easy to copy whatever you've done here with, the, with how much it was. Was it a billion or maybe even more for GBK. Yeah. I don't I can't remember. I know. Lindsay, there's a there's interesting story and it's a question I always ask. If if we're sitting down here as a business and mm. I say, you know what, I've identified this business overseas. I think it's going to fit in. Uh, we should go have a look at it. In other words, it comes from me as a CEO or from the boardroom of our thing. We 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 know this business, you know. We've watched it. We've watched it grow. We've, you know. Then then there's more chance of a success. But when you people know you're in the market, and this is where I'm coming to in what uh, in the article I'm investigating, want to write on the JSE is what happens is that 
when in the 90s, South Africa was the toast of the world and everybody wanted us. We were deregulating. It's, you know, we were the gateway to Africa. And then they came from your part of the woods, you know, with their fancy Oxford accents and uh, nice tailored suits. And they came in, you know, and, and uh, started to sell businesses to our CEOs, you know, knocked on the door. I'm from XYZ Investment Bankers and everything. And they're very intimidating and, you know, very posh, very posh and everything. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do a deal. You want to impress them. Ah, nah, okay. And the next thing, it flops, you know. And that's that's what's happened to so many businesses. When they come knocking at your door, kick them out. Just don't let them in. You know, uh, send them for a burger. So I think I think that's where so many businesses go wrong is that they're not thought of, they don't think it through properly. And the problem is by the time it's given to the board, it's already been thought about a long time. You know, so it, it's so many deals have gone wrong. And, you know, you can list them. You would know them if you went to the ABC of the JSC and started to say, oh, what happened here, what happened there? Remember Tiger Brands went into... Uh, Nigeria, two billion rand later, came back, you know, <laughs> with problems, and and so it goes. Woolworth, Shoprite, all of those went into Nigeria. Um, just just uh, hundreds. Nampak went to Nigeria and Angola, and uh, if you, you know, even I remember Discovery in the early years went into uh, America China. and China. Out, yeah, yeah, and well, so a lot of a lot of losses. Investec got got hurt in Australia, they got hurt in Israel, they got hurt in America, um, so on. So, they, you know, it's it's down. Old Mutual was the best. You know, that was the big one. I mean, what they wrote off is just incredible. And after they demutualized and listed. So, on we go. Yes, we do. Onward and upward, hopefully. <laughs> okay, so we've done the five sets of results from the Magnificent Seven companies. We've done the giant disaster, which is Evergrande, the property developer in China. Let's talk about geopolitics now, because it suddenly sort of upped its risk factor a yeah. little bit, because in Jordan, there were 34 American soldiers or personnel uh, that were injured and three that sadly died. Mm-hmm. And the problem that uh, Joe Biden has is that if he doesn't do something, people will have a go at him. And if he does do something, mm-hmm. the markets will have a go at him. Yeah. So he's on a, a no-win uh, no, yeah. no platform at the moment. Yeah, you've got Mr. Trump in the background, yeah. you know, who will take advantage of any weakness in Biden's approach. So um, he has to do something. I think he has been quite active there. They, Iran is denying that they were involved in this, that this was just a... Uh, I don't know who, who dropped those bombs from the drone. But um, I think they have to respond and retaliate against whom I'm not quite sure. But um, it's you're going to have this. And I think that's why it's so, in, it's so incredibly important to come to some kind of peace deal in, in Israel. It's so important to get stability because all you're going to do is get more and more of these fringe organizations you know um just just being funded and uh, by whoever you know by whoever and and uh just destabilizing that that whole region you know for me the biggest worry is is the the shipping channels you know the red sea yes. um i don't know whether they can you know from, from that whole area around the horn uh, and you've seen how easy it is to um disrupt shipping you know, just a couple of drones and one or two rockets. So you have to have 
you have to get control of that because uh, without that, you know, things can get out of hand. And I think we all want to see some kind of peace deal in Israel. It's enough. You know, whatever side you're on, it's enough. And uh, the people in, in Israel are suffering. Believe me, they're not, they're not rejoicing. They're losing friends every day, soldiers, people are losing. And also it's disrupted their economy. So I think everybody would like to see something come to an end there. Is uh, support for the war, which was quite tightened, I, I think, after the attack by Hamas on southern Israel and the horrible loss of 1,400 lives, lives yeah. in the most brutal of circumstances, do you think that's waning now? People are saying, let's get round the table, let's talk about this, let's stop, yes. dis- yes. stop disrupting yes. our lives, let's get the hostages yes. back and just get on with it in some diplomatic yeah. way. Is that happening, do yeah. you think? I think so. I think they want it. And you can see the protests against uh, Netanyahu. He's very, very unpopular. And um, I think Israelis, you know, would like some kind of a deal. Of course, not with Hamas. And, and yeah. you know, they can't deal with a terrorist organization, uh, regardless of whether we believe they're terrorists or not. You can't have a uh, deal with someone who really wants to wipe you out. So there's got to be some kind of uh, consensus around the world. Say, so look, you know, if we want, which I think Europe said, you know, which the Europeans said, yes, we want peace there, but uh, we want a, you know, whatever deal, we want the hostages returned, but uh, you've got to get rid of Hamas. You know, they can't be. They, they might be a, a party, a political party within Palestine, but I think I think that was terrible um, deal that's been put on the table. So, but but. Regardless of what people listening to or however feel, you know, I, I, I just think that um, the Israelis are, you know, everyone's taking strain, even even in, in Gaza, I think, um, you know, they want peace, they want to get back, they want their lives to get back to normal, it's just yeah. awful. Absolutely awful situation, it is, yeah. It's been a horrible end to last year and a horrible no. beginning to this year as it continues and continues and because of the belligerence of people like Netanyahu, but also on the other yeah. side as well. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so geopolitics out of the way now. What about central banks? We've got the Fed and the Bank of England this yeah. week. Too yeah. early to cut, yeah. I think. Mm. Don't you? It's coming. It's coming. I think the, the, the PCE uh, indicator on Friday, uh, is an indication that uh, it's going to happen. You know, that, that came back close to... This is the um, personal consumption... What's the E stand for? I always get it wrong. Consumption expenditure. Is it expenditure? Yeah, well, that sounds, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. Probably right. Personal consumption Just expenditure. Very yeah. simple. Okay. Now, that's, gonna, that's falling back to that 2% target, and it's coming back there soon. So... I think that, you know, with this at round about 2%, that, that leaves it open to start uh, uh, reducing rates pretty soon. Will it be in March? Will it certainly by April? So I think once that gets going, I think other, uh, other banks will start to follow suit. You know, and um, it's, so we're in, we're in a year in which, uh, in which rates will come down. How, when we do it here, I'm not sure. You know, our, our inflation is still high. It's it's mm. still in the five percent area. I know four and a half percent is the midpoint, but uh, and our rates are a lot higher. But um, but I, you know, I don't think we got control of it, Lindsay. I don't think yeah, we've got control. And does you know, I, I don't know what it means. But sooner or later, we, you know, rates will start to come down. 
Hope so, yes. Most of South Africa's inflation is due to the South African rand, the currency, how much it weakens yeah. or strengthens exactly. and how, how much inflation we import or deflation yeah. we import. It's all to do with that. It's, it's not as if you cut interest rates by, say, 1% or something and everyone says, oh, that's fantastic. My credit card bill every month is much, much less now so I can go out and spend that. It's not yeah. the same because we're not that type of economy. Yeah. No, no, it did run. It's not, it's not demand-driven. And I think mm. there's an argument um, that you make, you know, you've got to make the currency competitive and you've got to make the currency. But the only way they'll ever change around is to get growth going. And the only way you can get growth going is to, is to change your policies, you know, to, uh, to change your industrial policies and to make this company country a place where people want to invest. Yeah, I was saying, I I saw an announcement on LinkedIn, which is a platform which I I occasionally use. I look at it every day, but Mm -hmm. I never use it very occasionally. And there was something from the president of um, the Republic, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, and he said it's been 30 years since we became a democracy. Well done. That's that's great. And we're so proud of doing this, this and this. And I thought, wait a second, what am I reading here? (laughs) What what are you proud of? He was talking about the trick results. Oh, yes. And I'm not being nasty and I'm not being dismissive of, of, of the great strides that South Africa has taken in the last 30 years coming up. But, goodness me, it could have been so much better. No, I know. No, that's been a disaster. You know, your pass rate, you just have to put your name on a paper and you've passed. <laughs> you spell your name correct and you you pass that subject. I don't think there's any effort in that. And you can see it by by the number of people that pass and... Uh, uh, and and also sometimes the you can see by the distinctions at issue that there's no t- real challenge. You know, people get eleven distinctions and that you say, hold on a sec. <laughs> um, I don't know very many people who can get a distinction in English literature. You know, it's these are the difficult subjects or Latin or any of those. But uh, counting, yeah, you know, which is uh, double double bookkeeping. I mean, double sided bookkeeping, double entry bookkeeping. You know, there and maybe maths. They're always those because it's uh, you, you know you, they're, they're good people and bad, but not to the extent that we get them here. But uh, that's that's why I'm saying the standards. I you know I think the standards are are exceptionally low. And um, but anyway, listen at least. Hopefully, people are going to school, but I wouldn't get too excited about that. The problem is, this is no jobs. Exactly. It doesn't matter. What are you going to do with the matric? If they're degree people that can't get jobs here, you know, PhDs. I know we make up our, our some of our qualifications, but I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. You know, it's very difficult. So that's why I said this is a country that, you know, we have to change course. We, we, we just, regardless, that's the only way in is to get uh, a new administration in that can give us some hope because uh, the people who have taken us to these low levels are not the ones that are going to lift us, believe me. Right, that's um, South Africa out the way. Um, Central banks <laughs> out the way, geopolitics, uh-huh. Evergrande, five sets of results. I'm looking at my screen, David, platinum stocks. What is this? Are these yep. ex-dividends or, or is this the fact that the platinum price in US dollars is down 5%? I've got Northern's Implats. MTN has just knocked off Anglo-American platinum with a three and a third percent uh, loss, but my screen shows a, a bit of a bloodbath on the platinum market. Yeah, what, what, what there's, no hmm? no. there's no dividends. There's no dividends. No ex-divs. No, okay. No, no, 
There's no, no. It's, I, I, I don't know what it is because I'm looking at my screen at the moment. Yes. From around one or two o'clock, half past one, this market just fell to, uh, to lows and it seems to be continuing. So there's obviously a source of selling in platinum shares and in the miners because that seems to be what's taking it down. Although I've got to admit it's also kind of pushed through to, uh, to the financial sector as well. So it's always hard to understand what it is on this day, but it's it's we're down three quarters of a percent plus. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the S and P; it's holding. Um, do you know what I mean? There's not there's no weakness. So I always look to international markets to see if something's happened there that shocked our market. Not at all. You know they're holding pretty steady ahead of the of of what we said. In fact, Nasdaq's up and both S and P is up. So. I don't know what's bothered, you know, what's bothering it, but that does look pretty weak. It certainly I, does. We'll, so we'll find. Someone has said. Yeah. Someone has said. Look, this is a very small part mm. of our portfolio. I want you to get yeah. rid of all this South African yeah. PGM uh, stocks. And mm. unfortunately, mm. on a Monday, relatively thin conditions, I would imagine, and they're just clearing out their portfolios because the yeah. opportunity cost of having that money is too great. They can go elsewhere mm. to get their uh, returns. Yeah. Don't you think? I. I I, th- I think that applies to um, you know that applies to our market. It's very difficult. When I look, we now at four thirty, so we've got a half an hour to trade, and it's always good to. And we're at nine billion, just maybe nine and a half billion, or yeah, so nine going and a to half sixteen billion. or seventeen billion, maybe. Yeah, after well, the that's only because of the yeah after the auction when everybody. I don't know what square, they do, balance their accounts right. and square up and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's at $9 billion, you can't make a living. It means that, uh, and especially at the kind of rates now. So there is anybody wanting to make a living on the JSC, you know, unless you're a small trader, it's, it's almost impossible. And what that leads to, Lindy, is that eventually the, you know, the, the, the research vanishes. People lose interest. So it'll be a standard bank or some of the banks are only needed for their own internal use. You know, an investor will need research because it's a banker mm. and wants to know what's happening in the country and it might have to lend business money to businesses. So it, they're the ones who sponsor research. But, I mean, I can't see any foreign business coming in here and setting up shop here. And I know there's still Morgan Stanley's here and a few others, but I think uh, very small, very small exposure. All right, let's move on to other things now, David. I want to talk about a lot of sport over the weekend. Now, mm-hmm. I want to... No. So- You've got a uh, cricket. You're going to start with that, a I'm start, I've got it right there. <laughs> India, England. India have yeah. only lost four matches on, on home know, soil in 12 years. England were 190 yeah. runs behind uh, in, yeah. after the, the two first innings yeah. of, the, of both teams. And then... There was a chap called Ollie Pope, an England uh, specialist batsman who had, he got 196, I think it was, and England yeah. then turned around 190 deficit to a surplus and then bowled India out, and they won by, th- I think, 36 runs. It was an <laughs> astonishing India game. Hmm? I know, but to get India out for 200... On home I mean, soil. On home soil. You know, this is a repeat. When I say this is the, we were astonished as even the World Cup final. You mm-hmm. know, when uh, Australia beat them, they were they they they, they were unbeaten in ten games, mm. and or oh, however many. And, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just strange that they on home soil that uh, they collapsed. You know, it's it's 
it's all mind, and it's it's really you know really brilliant, brilliant performance. Especially as you say, India, they are a top top side. Well, they're number one in the world. I mean, they, they, yeah. I think they're um, the number one. Test but the side, better one they? was Australia. I mean, the, the West Indies just ripped them apart. Did you not? Follow that one. I was sort of keeping an eye on it, and nah. I just suddenly nah. thought, and all the headlines were England. It makes the England victory all the sweeter. This is the <laughs> Barmy yeah. Army uh, website that I that yeah. I look at, England Supporters Club, uh, and because because Australia yeah. did so badly and England did so well, but it was really entertaining. I have to say, it was this, great fun. Give us this bowler. I don't know him at never all because I've never watched the Indies. It's his debut. I never watched the Indies because they've gone. Yes, because they've always been so, you know, disappointing. I'm going back to the days of Kalacharan and all those, you know, hard um, holding and oh, you know. Remember the Indies? They were the most exciting Test team, and then uh, just faded. Now all of a sudden you've got a bowler who takes, I think, seven for sixty-eight. I mean, yeah. incredible. I, don't, I I haven't watched him, but. But a wonderful performance. I just hope that he's, you know, that 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 they can keep it up and give the Aussies a bit of a run. That's <laughs> well, wonderful. Who, who doesn't want that? Now let's move from cricket <laughs> oh, to football. I don't want no. to to mention it. Thank you very much. I don't. Okay. I sat down and uh, and I thought twenty years ago I would have been furious and written letters to the Ipswich management and everything. How could you do that? You had thirty eight shots on goal and. <laughs> And, and you scored once, uh, and 15 of which were on target. Maidstone, from five leagues below you, had two shots on goal, both on target, both were goals, yeah. and they and they beat you. But that is it. I will say, well done, Maidstone. I and I really both hope... Maidstone, both of those were reflected, I mean, deflected. Mine, no. And, you know, when luck's on your side, that's it. And uh, I, I watched Arsenal go down to Wrexham. So when? this was many years ago. Oh, yes, yeah. years ago. You look it up. Yeah. And I know the pain. It's horrible. Know, and, 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 and Maidstone will remember this forever. <laughs> they're never going to forget that and well done to them they did. They, they played amazingly well oh, no. two oh. shots, two goals, brilliant Listen, Newport also yeah. and Newport against Man United I they mean, were 2-2 two, two with two about up. 15 minutes to go yeah, yeah but in 15 minutes uh, a man, man United were 2-0 up yeah Okay, and, and that was it. Game over, and then suddenly it's two all, and they couldn't score, and they got a bit lucky—a deflection of the post, uh, you know that that find, um, you know, God, what's his name, found the right winger, and that was it, three-two. That's the end. But I mean, they were battling mm. Newport. Newport County. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, have a look at the anyway. other two really big uh, pieces of news, though, mm. is that first of all, Jurgen Klopp on Thursday yeah. resigned as from yeah. the end of the season. I mean, that's a massive void, mainly because there's no more yeah. talent that can... If, there aren't no. enough good managers around to f immediately yeah. fill a position that is so important, uh, the, the Liverpool manager. Yeah. But also, two days later, Xavi Hernandez, Barcelona, resigned. He says, I can't do this anymore. It's too difficult a job. The, the criticism that you get when you lose a game, the scrutiny oh. that you're subjected to every oh, single week. So, yeah. so Barcelona and Liverpool will both be managerless at the end of the season. And they're two yeah. massive clubs, let's face I, it. I'm surprised at Chevy. I, was, I can, you know, do it. And it's hard because it took Klopp a long time. 
you know, to to gain the respect. But Xavi, he he played for Barcelona for he's never played for anybody else. Exactly. And he knows what it entailed because he was there, you know. And I know that it's a society, it's it's owned by the fans. It's almost, uh, you know, it's what do you call it, national pride, and they take it that seriously. So, they do. but you know that that it's playing on his nerves. I don't know. I thought that he would have been able to overcome that. No, so, anyway, it was too much for him. Go to watch a Barcelona game when there's ninety thousand people just, there, yeah, and you'll understand just, how difficult yeah. it is for for a manager. And uh, yeah, just on a final note, talking about Barcelona, uh, also watch the Pep Guardiola documentary yeah, on the BBC. Uh, it's, say, called, it's called, I yeah. think, In Pursuit of Perfection yeah. or something like that. You know, you love the <laughs> David Beckham documentary. Uh, uh, this is, yeah. is is better, I think. It's a one it's a one hour uh, thing. I I was astonished by by how what goes on behind the scenes. Mm. But but all it does is just shows you how great. He was, is, and is sorry, and Ferguson as well. Yes, you know what I mean. They were, you know, I don't think it, it's going to be very hard to to get uh, either one of them again or anybody up to their standards. You know, uh, Pep stands out there, mm. and uh, just game after game. I mean, they beat Spurs again. Just grind everybody out. Mm. Just got the wonderful head. And he's he's a wonderful manager, you know. Incredibly, he reads the game well. He knows who to put on. He knows when to take off. Uh, superb, absolutely incredible man. He, uh, you I don't are, like Man City, but I like. <laughs> no, I don't like Man City. I, I don't, don't follow them. I like him because of Pep. As soon as he mm. goes, I'll I'll switch mm. Uh, mm. I'll switch sides. Mm. But anyway, uh, you are the Pep Guardiola of the uh, business broadcasting world, and, uh, <laughs> David. So thank you. <laughs> so thank you very much for your time this evening. As always, we'll speak again on Thursday. I promise. Uh, David Shapiro is from Sassman Securities, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.